The Eagles versus Bucks preview edition of the Diehard Eagles podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now and use code SGP. New customers can score $200. Bonus bets instantly when they bet just $5 on football. Only on DraftKings with code SGP. We're also brought to you by Game Time. Snag the tickets without the stress. Use promo code CFBX on your first purchase to save $20. Download the Game Time app and use promo code CFBX. We're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Play the Underdog Pick'em in college or NFL and win up to 20x in one game. Plus, every Sunday they're giving away $100,000. Use promo code SGPN at Underdog Fantasy for a 100% deposit bonus up to $500. Finally, we were brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com. Use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. Welcome everyone to the diehard Eagles podcast on the sports gambling podcast network. I'm Sean second, the money green with my fellow diehards, Rob, Justin, the Eagles are now two and oh, they get a uh, nice little Thursday night win over the Vikings. It ended up being a push. They won 34 to 28. Big news of course was seemingly out of nowhere. Deandre Swift in the run game came to life. Offense still looking a little sloppy, a little rusty, but yeah, DeAndre Swift, 28 carries, 175 and a touchdown. Watching him live, I did not think he was that dominant. I, I That to me was the most surprising thing. And yeah, granted, the offense has looked out of sorts at times, but when we needed it, we can just run it down teams' throats. So that was a that was a good takeaway. I never it never felt like they were really gonna lose the game, but certainly, certainly some critiques there of the team. Rob, what was your what was your uh, big takeaway of the Eagles uh uh victory over the Vikings? Yeah, you know, it wasn't necessarily pretty. Um, the offense still clearly struggling a little bit, but you know, they went back to the run game like they've kind of done in the past um and got it going. And Honestly, seeing DeAndre Swift go off like that, yeah. frankly, it annoyed me a bit. Um, yeah, why was he annoyed earlier? Yes, it ignored me. Why did he get one touch game one? I mean, how did they watch through camp him and Gainwell and come away thinking Gainwell is the guy we should go with as the number one in the first game? And I know I'm going to end up infuriated this week when they go back to Gainwell and somehow Swift doesn't get a lot of touches. I'm already like in my mind expecting that. Rob, Rob um, already has the text ready to go. <laughs> exactly. is, why are they giving Gainwell all these? Uh, yeah, but it was awesome. He looked great. He looked yeah. quick. He looked aloof. Um, I mean, really, you know, if he can keep that up, it's it's going to be phenomenal. So uh, that was the big takeaway, how good he looked. And I'm hoping that, you know, having such a great run game kind of resets our line a little bit and gets them, you know, kind of back in the groove. He also yeah, I guess badass uh, too, right? I mean, yeah, I guess for me, um, the, the takeaway there was just the fact that, you know, Brian Johnson was able to adapt. I mean, that we the offense started to take what we had. And um the other thing too is that finally the offensive line started to come together and really dominate, which is great to see. And Swift got those yards as you guys talked about. But I mean, kudos to the offensive line. They were obviously blocking a hell of a lot better than uh the previous game. Part of that being, you know, the Minnesota line that they were going against. But nice. 
Yeah, I, I think it was. I, I think New England's defense is a little bit better. They were on the road. This They were at home on a short week. That certainly helped. But, yeah, I, I, I don't know why we didn't see more of Swift uh, against the Patriots. And, and yeah, DeAndre Swift looks badass with that visor, that zero jersey. He looks uh, pretty good. But, yeah, I we've been debating it a bunch in our group text, but I don't know. The offense still seems like a hair out of sync. I'm going to chalk it up to just new offensive coordinator, that kind of stuff. There was a fake news article by an <laughs> aggregator. I mean, come on. These guys are insane. You should have seen the stuff that they were putting out about the bears defensive coordinator. That was bonkers. Um, just like wild rumors and they come off as reporters, but he, he, he shared a story basically made it seem like, uh, that, uh, McNabb was talking about Jalen hurts being currently injured. And then you actually read the article. You finally get to the click and, oh, he was talking about in the super bowl. It was really, really false advertising, but I don't know if it is an injury. They also seem, I don't like they hair slow. I, I, to me, what it seems like is they're playing the RPO different and the Eagles need to come up with a counter to it. Now, the fact that we get this essentially mini buy, I think came at the perfect time, a little bit of a wake up call and, and good time to adjust. But uh, what, what's your handle on it, Rob? It does seem like they're still out of sync. Is it? Yeah. I uh, I mean, clearly they're out of sync and, and I still think they have not found a groove in the passing game. I mean, Devontae Smith had a pretty nice game. He had four catches, two long balls, uh, you know, 131 yards. So, you know, he had a decent game. But, I mean, A.J. Brown, you had four catches, only 29 yards. Goddard, six for 22. Of course, we've all seen the kind of sideline um, altercation between Brown and Hurts. And, uh, you know, I I frankly think it's a lot ado about nothing. Uh, A.J. Brown finally spoke about it today. But, I mean, look, these guys are competitors. They're good friends. Um, I want them to hold each other accountable. So, to me, that was nothing. And um, I have to think they get this passing game going because there's just too much talent there between those three guys to not be putting up much bigger numbers. I mean, Hertz should not be throwing for 150 or, you know, 193 yards, whatever he had, um, you know, every game. We should be able to air this out too. And and I get the run game was working and you stick with it and we won, but I do want to see this, this uh, you know, the air game start clicking as well. Yeah, what what what's your handle, Justin? Because I I feel like you could make a couple different excuses, but uh, uh, Jalen hurts haters, of which one we have in our group text at times, uh, saying biggest con job of all time with the Jalen hurts contract felt <laughs> like a classic uh, Philly overreaction. But uh, what do you what do you make of the offense, Fintani? No, I think you pointed out, you know, the RPO situation. One thing I read is that, you know, they're having the ends, you know, try and contain him more. So he's not able to get out on those RPOs where he decides to run. The other thing, too, is defenses are starting to back up on him and uh, not allow them, not not allowing him to throw as deep as we used to be able to. That said, I mean, obviously, we got to start to find wrinkles and ways to take advantage of that. I think the prime way you start to take advantage of that though is you do have a healthy run game make them start to commit to our run to a certain extent and then you start to air it out a little bit um i know we want more air yards i agree with that i would love to see that at the same time you know getting what was it like 170 yards from swift you can't complain too much right as well as getting the w but yeah with the talent we have i would also like to see our receivers get the ball a little bit more 
Yeah. I mean, it's, it's finding that balance. And I do think it's setting up for an AJ Brown squeaky wheel uh, because the, the bucks are kind of a little bit better at defending the run. I don't think it's going to be, and it did seem uh, according to all like the film guys, basically what the Vikings did was they dared the Eagles to run. They sat really far back and, and played coverage. And there was a bunch of wide open running lanes. And so the Eagles just took it. I think I forget if it was you, uh, Robert Justin, the one that shared Hertz's press conference where they go, do you think they're playing you differently? And he's like, they're playing. He goes, if anything, they're playing us differently, but I don't care if we want to run for 250 yards, we'll run for 250 yards. It's great to kind of hear that attitude from Hertz. It's amazing. And it's such a dichotomy to AJ. And I understand AJ wanting to get the ball. All the greats do completely get it. I also understand him complaining about it to Hertz. That said, I do think, and I don't think it's much of a story as Rob said, but the thing is, is the media loves to take this and just spin it. And I would like him to maybe hold on to that for what was it? A half a quarter left in the game and take care of it in the locker room, just so we don't have to deal with the distraction of the media constantly talking about it. Now, when I agree, it's a non-issue, but the media ends up making it into a bit of an issue. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I mean he didn't he didn't lose it or anything. And it's if you're yeah. playing a pickup basketball game and you feel like you're open, you're like, dude, throw me the ball. I'm open. I I'm I'm fine with that. I I it didn't seem that serious. Taking a quick break on the Dired Eagles podcast to talk about DraftKings. Eagles laying four and a half over on DraftKings. Hey, well, perfect opportunity. If you haven't signed up already, sign up. You get you bet five dollars, you get two hundred dollars instantly in bonus bets. Are you kidding me? And use that promo code SGP. Football is just more fun when you're in on the action. Download the app, use the code SGP. New customers, like I said, bet five, get two hundred dollars instantly in bonus bets. Get down on some sweet same game parlays for the Eagles dominating the Bucks Monday night. The crown is yours with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL with code SGP. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Also brought to you by Game Time. I'm just sitting here waiting to snag my Eagles at Rams tickets over on Game Time. I'm, I'm checking them out, and it's great because all I have to look on is Game Time because I know I'm not going to find better tickets at a better price because game time has the low price guarantee. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less game time, will credit you 110% of the difference. It is the game time way buy tickets in a matter of seconds. Great for last minute tickets. Everyone's dragging their feet. Are they going to come out for the game? If so, how many tickets do you need? This happens all the time. It's not just for sports. Great, great way to take the wife out, take her to a show, concerts, comedy. They got you covered. Just download the Game Time app. Use code CFBX for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, head over to GameTime.co, create an account, redeem the code CFBX for twenty dollars off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. And we're back on the Diary Eagles podcast. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean the the lackluster start in general kind of concerning, but also we are two and oh, it's, it's, it's weird because people seem upset. They're frustrated, but we are, your record is what your record says. Hopefully this bucks game ends up being like a get right game. But I mean, Rob, are you worried long-term for the season from what we've seen out of these first two games? I I mean, I'm not worried long-term until we start losing games, but I, yeah. I, I mean, I do have 
certainly I, I have concerns and until they turn it around and, and start winning convincing games, I mean, we have to remember too. I mean, we only won by, you know, what, six points. Um, and the Vikings had like four turnovers. I mean, yeah. that's not going to happen at many games. So we got exceedingly lucky that they w- did not protect the football. I mean, th- they only have two turnovers. Maybe we lose that game. Um, so, and I guess, you know, you can credit the defense for making the plays, but, you know, Kirk Cousins also threw for four touchdowns and, you know, aired the ball out. So, um, you know, there, there's a lot to be fixed on both sides of the ball. And I know we've been focusing on the offense and, um, but, you know, there's concerns on the defense too. And and it's hard, I guess on the defense for me, it's harder to hold the side as accountable as, as the offense, because the defense just has so many injuries uh, right now, especially from last game with, you know, Blankenship being out, Bradbury was out. Um, you know, there were a lot of our linebackers were thin. Um, there, there's a lot of, uh, you know, missing pieces on that defense that it's, it's tough for me to really grade, um, you know, Desai and how he's calling the game. And, and, and I think really in all fairness to these coordinators, we probably have to give them like six games to really, uh, before we can really fairly yeah, grade them, find a little groove, find a little bit of a rhythm. It does sound good though. On, on that front, Reed Blankenship, I think will be playing Bradbury. I think will be playing. So just getting those two guys back, especially considering, uh, Vontae Maddox is expected to be out for the entire season. Uh, that's super unfortunate, but, uh, Justin, if you're, you are the coach, we'll call you Justin Sirianni. What are you doing to kind of, uh, get them fired up here and maybe, maybe turn around this lackluster start. I mean, as Rob pointed out, I think the defense is the biggest concern right now. And and part of it's due to injuries. Um, part of it though, too, I mean, cousins through had a 70% completion rate and that's part of the injuries. And as Rob pointed out too, four TDs, I mean, Jefferson had 11 receptions and 159 yards total. Uh, the other thing too is, yeah, we, we had guys down, but we gave up 14 points in the fourth quarter, 21 in the second half. You would hope to see a little bit less of that. Luckily, Jefferson did fumble the ball out of the end zone. Um, that was a huge play Yeah, that for was us. big. That was and, the one that I felt was yeah. truly lucky. The other ones, they were kind of at least forcing it. And, and you know, like the Kirk Agreed. Cousins, you know, they got pressure on him. And that, that last touchdown was kind of garbage time. They were sitting back, it felt like. But You could even argue, though, too, that, that uh, the defense did start that fumble before Jefferson tried to – to uh, reach over the goal line. I don't. Was it Cunningham? I can't remember who was on it. But anyways, uh, yeah. I mean, I think you really got to take a look at what we're doing right now. Um, uh, like I said earlier, if you're the offense, I think you continue with the run game. I like Swift in there. I think he's doing a great job. I'm not against mixing it up. I think you need him for the playoffs if we want to make a run, and we look like a playoff team. Oh, so we want to make a run. <laughs> I know, I, but I, I understand, you know, doing the running back by committee that has been proposed, I think, recently. They brought it up again. Um, I get that. And then once uh, teams start to commit to the run a little bit more, yeah, we'll get those deep passes. I mean, Hertz hasn't been too shy about him. The one thing that is a little concerning, actually, is the running back um, blocking. If you saw Swift barely got enough on him in order for Hertz to make that deep pass, and it was almost short to Devontae. And then Penny just completely oh. took his guy down on that yeah, AJ I mean, Brown that, play. That's still, I mean, 
That was a little bit of a bullshit holding call, I thought. I mean, it it looked like a holding, but when you actually zoomed in, he wasn't oh. actually grabbing the jersey. But oh, I, I don't know. It looked pretty, <laughs> pretty much. All like right. I didn't. I didn't know. Uh, I didn't know Justin was on the side of the referees there. All right. But <laughs> I don't that, know. you got to clean that, up that, some of those things. That play yeah, though so. is a great example of hey, if we get that, uh, AJ Brown's happy. We win by a bigger margin, and no one's talking about the lackluster start. It's just kind of business as usual. I yeah, for me, I, I don't think there's any like sort of major changes we need. I like what we're doing with the running game. I like every once in a while having a drive where we just run it down their throats. Uh, I'm optimistic defense will yeah, just keep relying on that defensive line and let those uh let the young guys go at it. Give give Jalen Carter, Nolan Smith more snaps. I, I love what I've seen out of them uh so far. And just I I, I am fine feed, force feeding AJ Brown a little bit this game because the guy's really good and he and he catches a ton of uh contested balls. All right, we're gonna get to uh the Viking or sorry, not the Vikings, but the uh Buccaneers preview just a second. But uh hey, check out around the league. We are actually taping this during the 49ers giants, but um, Rob, where are you at with the uh, let's, let's talk giants. Where are you? Are you, are you nervous about the giants? They almost lost to <laughs> must've been really torn as a guy who truly hates Jonathan Gannon. Uh, when, when the giants <laughs> came all the way back and won, you would, you don't want the Cardinals to win, but I imagine you were rooting for them against the giants. Yeah, no, it was great. It it actually was great to see Jonathan Gannon give up a massive lead. Um, total <laughs> total classic, typical of, of uh, sat back, team. really got exposed. Um, yeah, no. So I, I I don't feel for it at all. I guess if there's a game I'm going to root for the Giants, that was probably it. Um, but look, I, I'm not a believer in, in the Giants. I, I just think long term. I I know Daniel Jones and, and the Giants, they had a nice comeback. It was against one of the worst, if not the worst teams in the league. Um, you know, I, I just think ultimately they're in, in a tier below us and and probably the Cowboys too. So um, I think ultimately, you know, we've had their number the last few years and I'm confident that we can continue to have their number this year. So, you know, I, I just think they're still a less talented team than us. Yeah. Uh, Justin, what about the commanders? I mean, Commanders two and zero. Oh, they were we had uh we had the Washington uh team or sorry we had the Broncos laying three and a half in the in the Circa Millions twenty one to three. I'm feeling pretty good. Russell Wilson fumbles. The entire team falls <laughs> apart. So both the both the Commanders and the Giants have historic comebacks to come back and win. If you had to say which one are you more nervous about, Commanders or the uh, Commanders or the Giants? Are, are the Commanders for real? I, I got to say the commanders, I mean, they got a decent defense and Sam Howell so far, I haven't watched a ton of him, but what I have seen, he's looked fairly impressive. You know, uh, he did stage that comeback as you just pointed out this past week. Um, he looks good. And I mean, he could potentially be a concern in the future. As for this season, I think we could still take him. Um, I, I believe so. But at the same time, um, I think in the years to come, if Sam keeps it up, he might be somebody we got to take seriously. Yeah. I mean, it's so early, but uh, I hope, I hope not. Could, but cause you're right. He looked really good in that second half and, and made some nice throws. They always had some talented uh, on that team. I just counted on Ron Rivera, not 
being a good coach and not figuring it out and them <laughs> having a horrible, not having a, and them having a horrible odor and being just like kind of a crap franchise, but um, maybe they pull it out. Cowboys, of course, Super Bowl hype train, everyone all aboard. Unfortunately though, uh, Trayvon Diggs uh, looks like he tore his ACL in practice, non-contact injury, which is especially as we hate the Cowboys brutal way to go out, especially just like in practice. It's like, how does this stuff happen that you could just blow out your ACL, just hanging out practicing? Cause these practices aren't that hard. So they're off to a two and O start. They got the Cardinals this week, probably going to go three and O Rob, is this the same old Cowboys team or are we actually nervous about this Cowboys team? You know, it's interesting. I don't know. Um, I guess we got to see a few more games and see how they play against good opponents. But I do think certainly I I do think the defense is pretty legit. I mean, I I do think Dan Quinn, he, I don't think he was a great head coach by any means, but he's one of these guys I think that is a really good coordinator. Um, And it's a shame he didn't get hired as a head coach in the off season. But um, you know, and, and Mika Parsons obviously is just, Uh, uh, you know, he just wreaks havoc out there. So, um, I do think the defense is going to carry them a long way. Will the offense be perfect? Probably not. I, I think they're going to hit some bumps in the road, but they're good. Uh, so, yeah, I, I certainly think, you know, uh, we said it last week, and I think it remains the three best teams in the NFC are going to be um, the 49ers, the Cowboys, and hopefully us. But honestly, after two weeks, we haven't shown we're in the tier with those two teams yet. I, I think we are. Um, but they're certainly ahead of us in terms of how they looked at after two weeks. Yeah. I mean, the Cowboys have been interesting because they've always, they've had a good run here in the regular season uh, as much as it pains us to say it, but they've won a bunch of games in the regular season. They fall apart in the playoffs. And, and I guess that's what you're banking for. Certainly Micah Parsons is going to be tough. I mean, right now it would, it would be a tough matchup, but I'm optimistic because we don't, we don't have to play them until a little later on the season. Get right. Get a little couple more uh, tune up games under our belt. But Justin, what do you, what do you predict the Cowboys uh, finish regular season at? Uh, Man, with the way they're rolling right now, injuries uh, might so come. I'm going to say 10 and seven to be completely. Oh, nice. I like it. So a little, yeah, little falls apart a little bit. Yeah, I think so. Why wouldn't it? It's the Cowboys. It's, they already have just, their excuse with the digs injury. I feel like every, oh yeah, there was like Jets fans with Rogers. I feel like the Dallas fans were like just waiting for something bad to happen. Well, it, and again, just two blowouts against the uh, New York teams back to back. It just it was it was going too well for the Cowboys. Not unfortunately to have a uh, something something uh, something mess them up. All right, moving over to the Eagles at the Bucks. Right now, uh, the line uh, DraftKings promo code SGP uh, have the Eagles as a four and a half point road favorite on Monday night. Of course, Rob alerted the group text. This is a seven fifteen uh, kickoff on the East Coast. Rob is an early bed guy. You gotta love the uh, double header Monday night. Why we have back week two, week three double header Monday nights? I don't know, but you gotta be stoked, Rob. Yeah, you know, the weird thing about it is I don't understand the games that I mean, they're only an hour apart. So clearly they overlap. You know, most people aren't watching both of them. So they're forcing people to pick. Why not do the seven and 10 game or something like that? Um, But, you know, I'm not going to complain. I'm glad the Eagles are the early game. Seven o'clock is much more manageable for me. So I'm psyched about that. (laughs) 
I was like, great. Oh, they lost. Okay. Who cares? I got to bed at a reasonable time. Uh, but this right. is, that would be a real Sophie's choice. Rob, would you rather an eight fifteen start with an overtime win or a seven oh. o'clock start and uh, they get blown out so you can turn it off uh, in the third quarter? Oh, come on. Clearly I want the win. I'm staying no, up I- for it no matter what. I just, uh, you know, I'm you not, about uh, blow out victory so that you can catch up in the third and fourth quarter of the next day. Right. <laughs> that would exactly. be a dream scenario. Um, uh, so the bucks themselves, well, for, I mentioned it earlier, but not having Maddox in there, I think is pretty huge. Uh, I, it sounds like uh Josh job is, uh, is kind of going to get worked in there. Rob, what have you heard about what their plans are for nickel? I don't know. I, I mean, I think from everything I've been hearing, Job, you know, he had some moments and he was thrown in here, but I, I don't think he was absolutely terrible. Um, I, I think he can grow into the role a little bit. So I'm I'm a little optimistic about him. And honestly, too, Cunningham has been a little bit of a surprise as linebacker. He's played, yeah. you know, f- for a guy that I think, if I remember right, we released him, signed him in the practice squad, and then called him back up. And actually, he's performed pretty decent. So, um, you know, I, I don't know. They're they're going to have to figure it out quick. You know, we should be getting Bradbury back, obviously, so that's going to help at least on the outside. Um, and you know, hopefully, Job can grow into the role. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, no Maddox is big, but also Avante Maddox like has really had trouble staying out on the field. As much as I like him, he's a fun eagle to root for. Him and Goddard, you know, they're they're roommates. It's like a fun. It's fun to root for Avante Maddox. He just really hasn't been on the on the field that much. Uh, bigger news, though, is of course at the punter position. Justin, walk us through when you heard the news that Aaron Sipas was no longer our punter. Where oh, were man. you? Yeah, where were you? <laughs> where was I? On Justin's That's... in the middle of class. Class dismissed. We got a new punter. <laughs> yeah, goodbye, Sipas. Hello, uh, Braden Man. Um, I don't know. It's, Anyone but Sipos. The funny thing is, is Sipos, I feel like, played well the past. The last he actually did. It wasn't really that <laughs> bad. Yeah. I know. He's like probably finally thought he had a handle on the job. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, whatever. I think it's, let's turn the page to see what uh, Braden has in store for us. I don't know how excited I can be. He's obviously not the best punter, uh, but I'll take it. Why not? We'll see what we can get out of him. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to pretend like I have Braden man, uh, scouting profile going as far <laughs> as punters, but anyone, but Sipos to me is, is just uh pretty exciting. Taking a quick break to talk about hall of fame bets. Oh man. You know me. I love getting down on some sweet, sweet parlays. And that's, what's great about hall of fame bets. They are the original parlay optimizer. You, you, you can see hit rates broken down leg by leg. I do so much research for these things. Hall of Fame bets is great. It, it saves me so much time, so much energy, a very affordable tool. And really, if you're if you like betting, if you like parlays, you got to have Hall of Fame bets in your toolkit. Download the Hall of Fame bets app or visit HOFbets.com and use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month. Seriously, give it a shot. I think you're really going to like it. Start researching. Start winning with Hall of Fame bets. So as far as the Bucks themselves, they are 2-0. They they beat a Vikings team in Minnesota, even though they they 
Justin Jefferson went off, but they created some turnovers on Kirk. Kind of similar to our our game against them. They got the uh, close victory, and then they uh, and then they took care of the Chicago Bears. They only they won by ten points, but it really felt like they kind of dominated the Bears. Uh, Justin Fields iced it with a horrific, horrific uh, pick six at the uh, at the end of the game. There, big stories for them. Baker has looked not horrible. Uh, Mike Evans has looked amazing. He just keeps throwing the ball to Mike Evans and, and really Mike Evans just catch and run. He is going to be a handful. So the fact that we knock on wood should be getting Bradbury back is huge because uh, if we didn't have Bradbury and it was just slay, like we had last week, I, I think we'd really be in trouble. So optimistic there. I think for me, I think you try and just put Slay on Mike Evans, maybe shade a little coverage. But Rob, what are we doing to slow down Mike Evans? Yeah, I mean, I I think you probably have to give help to whoever it is. And I think what they did with Justin Jefferson last night was essentially, you know, run a kind of a bracket with Slay on him and and someone helping from behind. And they'll probably do similar with Mike Evans. So um certainly he's gonna have to get attention. Um you know, I, I like our chances, you know, this game a little more. I don't have as much confidence in Baker Mayfield, honestly. So um, I, I think ultimately the defense will be okay with Bradbury back and Slay. Having only one corner last game put so much stress on the defense, I feel. Yeah, I'm with you. And uh, I, I mean, honestly, to me, the the bigger concern is on the offensive side of the ball because Tampa Bay is right up there with the Eagles right now. Eagles leading the league 52 yards per game allowed rushing number one in the league, but Tampa Bay is second there with only 54 yards allowed. Justin, what are we going to have to do to, to get things moving on offense? If we can't run the ball. Yeah, I think you got to obviously mix it up a little bit more um, than last game. Like you pointed out, I think, the start of this, uh, the run game worked against Minnesota. Not necessarily going to work this game. Um, I, they got to fix that RPO situation that we were talking about earlier um, with Hertz. Uh, disguise it a little better, or you know, mix in other plays where we can at least work the middle of the field. That's the other thing that defenses have been doing is kind of taking away those passes in the middle and deep. So um, find ways to you know disguise some of those plays. Or I was watching a little bit, um, and a- AJ and Hertz apparently, and Devontae actually, they're able to audible out of some of these plays and the looks that they have. That's how um, Hertz was able to to hit uh, Devontae on the deep pass in Minnesota. Uh, he threw a little hand open signal to him and he went deep. Oh yeah. So maybe you know if Hertz is able to, you know, have a little bit better reads of defense, maybe we can audible out of some of these plays that don't quite work as well. You have to wonder if Hertz kind of has this game circled on the calendar a little bit as a revenge game. Revenge I mean, we game. all remember yes. two years ago that playoff game against the Bucks, and frankly, Hertz was embarrassed. He looked terrible. I know he had a, a, a hurt <laughs> ankle at the time, but I mean, let's call it what it was. He had a terrible game, and I, I think if I remember right, Bowles was saying he can't throw left, he can't throw left, or something like that. So, um, I hope I hope Hertz comes out motivated and and uses this as a revenge game and kind of you know redeems himself a little bit this week. Yeah, I think he's going to have a chip on his shoulder and, and rightly so. To your point, that was also the debut of the chain and and for a while there I was worried <laughs> the chain would be cursed. Will I ever wear the chain again? But the chain rises. It it comes back from the ashes. There was some arguments uh, as to whether or not I should be wearing the chain. 
Rob bullied me into wearing the chain um, this game uh, early on to start. I took it off at some point, and then I I think I kept it off for the rest of the game. That felt like the right choice. I, the chain talks to me as to I just have to listen to the chain. I, I appreciate I almost, Rob's feedback, but the chain tells me. Yes, Justin. I almost, for, I almost forgot about the. I'm going to edit that out. You'll just be <laughs> when, when people are listening to this podcast, they'll just be hearing a bleep for me. The, the big, uh, the big thing we got to attack is that interior offensive line in the same way that we beat Kirk cousins. We can beat Baker Mayfield. We're leading the we're second in the league right now. Plus four turnover differential. We've turned teams over six times, only turned the ball over twice. We can strip sack Baker Mayfield. We can get this guy to fumble. And I'm telling you their backup center, right? Uh, they lost their starter, Ryan Jensen preseason, uh, Jalen Carter, Fletcher Cox got to eat. Cause if you let him get the ball to Evans, you're going to be in trouble. Yeah, I agree with you. I think Baker's a guy that you can force into making a few mistakes, uh, you know, an untimely interception, perhaps. Um, you know, he does have a little mobility, so he can beat you with the run a little bit if you let him get outside. So I do think we have to be mindful of that. I, I'm, I'm not saying necessarily we need to spy him or have a guy dedicated to him on the run. I just think the edge guys need to be a little cognizant of that, not to overcommit and let him get around you on the outside. So, um, but I do think if if you can, you know, get pressure up the middle with Carter and and um, you know Jordan Davis, who I, I still think Jordan, yeah, Davis, Jordan has Davis has been the star of the defense so far. Um, you know, I, I think we can make Baker uncomfortable. Justin, what about you? Any other any other things you got to see from the Eagles coming up Monday night? No, I think you guys kind of hit it. I don't want to uh, sound redundant here, but. I think you covered it with everything we need to do. I just hope that we can see it and the defense is able to uh, step up to the place. So I th- uh, step up to the plate. Um, yeah. All right, real quick. Will the will the 49ers, you're picking our circa millions. Right now we're taping during the game. They're up eight. Will they cover the 10 and a half, Justin? Oof. Uh, I'm hoping it's a sweat, which is what you, you kind of hope for a good sweat and a win in the end. So I'll take it. Let's, uh, yeah, they're going to cover. All right. Uh, before we go, we're going to give out final score and, uh, our favorite play on underdog pick them underdog pick them. Use the promo code SGP and hundred percent deposit bonus up to $500. I think what we should do is, is do a group play. So I will throw out some here and you guys can tell me like what, what guy do you think is most like, cause we're not going to take any unders on the Eagles. Uh, what, what guys do you think are going to go off for me? It's an AJ Brown game, but you could talk me into Jake Ellie. You could talk me into Dallas Goddard, Devonta Smith, Jalen hurts. They they have a ton of options for Jalen hurts, completions, rushing yards, pass attempts. Justin, what is your favorite market to attack for the Eagles? Uh, you know what? I think this is going to be a Goddard game. Oh, really? Uh, with the line you're talking about here, I think we might need to dump off a little quicker. I think they're going to start to. I would hope that they're going to start to utilize them a little bit more, especially in a game like this. Yeah, Goddard. Um, so I'm going to go Goddard. Goddard's total is sitting at four catches, and it is uh, thirty-eight and a half receiving yards. Rob, what about you? What do you What do you like the best here? Lock it in. I think I'm with you, Sean. I think it's AJ. I, I just think after everything that happened, they're going to make an effort to 
to get him involved. The team seems to kind of overcorrect when when someone has a a really underutilized game. We yeah. saw it, you know, week one, Swift had one touch. Week two, he goes off. You know, last year, Devontae had no touches. In week two, he went off. So I just think they're going to make an effort to get A.J. Brown the ball. Yeah, we're overruling you, Justin. We're going A.J. Brown. He has, it's either five receptions or 68 and a half receiving yards. Justin, I'll let you choose. What are we doing? Are we taking higher receptions or higher receiving yards? Uh, I'm going to go receptions. All right. Yeah, because I do, I do think it's a volume play. So A.J. Brown, higher five receptions, underdog fantasy, promo code SGPN. Closing it out, final score in our most valuable eagle. I'll kick it off here. I think this is a, uh, I, I still feel like it's a get right game for the passing offense. I think 33, because it's a, it's going to be a random score, 33 to 21. And AJ Brown has the two touchdown game that we've been waiting for. Rob, what do you got? I'm going 27, 17. Um, I don't think the offense goes off, but I think they take some steps in the right direction. Um, you know, I, I think limiting the run may make this a difficult game for us to totally go off. So um, I'll say 27-17, and I'm going to, you know, I already said I'm picking A.J. Brown. I think he'll have a good game. All right, like that. Uh, Justin, over under uh, times Rob calls for someone on the Eagles staff to be fired, offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator. What what would you have it set at? I mean, it's got to be Michael Clay. Uh, I'd say oh, no, Johnson. I, I mean, that's Johnson like just a standing objection at this point. <laughs> yeah, uh, definitely Brian Johnson though. At some point, I think he's there's going to be some issue. For the so record, I don't think I have called for an offensive coach to be fired since like Mike Grow. <laughs> uh, that was a good one too. That was yeah. That, that was, was on a regular basis. That was well earned though. Uh, <laughs> Justin, close it out. What do you got? Final score: Most Valuable Eagle. I'm going to say 24-20 Goddard. All right. So you don't have you so you have the Bucks covering. All right. I do. Well, enjoy your Bucks blood money, Justin, because the Eagles are winning. We're covering Monday night. <laughs> hey, subscribe to the podcast. Toss us a nice rating review and uh follow us on X at Diehard Eagles 52. For the Diehard Eagles podcast, I'm Sean Sack of the Money Green. For Rob, for Justin, go birds. Go birds. Go birds. <laughs>